See me rolling too far, I'ma get it on my own, man. Had to move away to get me closer to the ocean. Seashell, had to get it myself. At the house since I'm young and I've been paying my bills. For the longest, I don't need you. All you niggas see through. Round up, motherfuckers, I can wait through. Too much money to be making, need it wide. Work for myself like all you niggas aren't it. Look at you, probably can Google me, eh? Dr. Guap, what did you do to me, eh? Wake up, like, what are you doing today? I'ma get first to economy, eh? I'ma go back to hiatus. If these juice won't play this, might die, might die. RP to my bang, Sports Report. First off, Happy New Year, Flan. I didn't say that to you when you walked in, but Happy New Year. Happy New Year. How long do you normally say Happy New Year for? Because I was—I've heard this a couple times today. There's a debate. You just don't tell people Happy New Year. Maybe on the first day after that, I just kind of forget it. Fuck you! It's another day. (laughs) Another day on this earth that has just gotten a year older. Um, But yeah. So okay. Uh, If you guys can hear that in the background, that is the. Thunder Lakers game that Flan has insisted be put on loud for ambiance. So we'll we're s- at the game. We're, 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 we're at the game. <laughs> Tucked away in the rafters yeah. of the Staples Center. I'll never forget that uh, there's a thing back when uh, the Lakers were in the finals. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jimmy Kimmel had a segment where he sent uh, Hannibal Burris to do Saturday reporting and, for, and do reporting for the game. And Jimmy Kimmel bought him the highest seat in the very last <laughs> row in the nosebleeds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it just starts, it shows Hanover super up close, like, hey, Jimmy, fuck you. And it just zooms out, he's up in the very top. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, that got me off track. Oh, what, uh, how'd you, how'd you celebrate New Year's Eve? Did you stay up, watch the ball drop? Uh, I stayed up till midnight and then went to bed. Wow. Okay. I think I fell asleep. I fell asleep watching Ozark. We Noah's Ark. Ozark. Oh, Ozark. So yeah, the family and I and the girlfriend went to go get um, Chinese food, and then had so much Chinese food that we got back and we we're watching like maybe I think I saw maybe forty minutes of Ozark and then I just passed out. What is Ozark? It's about money laundering. Oh. Uh, Jason Bateman. I don't think I've seen that. It's a good one. I recommend is it. Is it a TV show or a movie? It's a TV show. Two seasons, ten episodes a season. Anyway, um, okay, so did you see Anderson Cooper's reaction or his uh, his New Year's Eve? <laughs> yeah, I saw you it. were you were telling me before when we took our little shot there, uh, the uh, whiskey again. Shouts out to Mateo that uh, 
I just I just punched it in Twitter that Anderson Cooper was uh was making some it faces. Was, it looked like it looked like he took a shot for the first time in his life. Yeah. All right. Let's see. No, in his defense, it, I I think it was a tequila shot. And in his defense, tequila shots can go down pretty rough if it's not good tequila. And he is on live TV, and they did this every or if hour. Or straight vodka. Vodka shots are nasty. I'm not a big vodka shot guy. They um. That's how we do whiskey. No, uh, they were doing a shot, him and his co-anchor, Andy, whatever his name is, um, from, you know, uh, like, from about, I think, four hours out. So they did four shots. So CNN was just letting him. I figured you'd like that. You're a Fox News oh, guy. Oh, yeah. Always. Yeah. Um, all right. So this is what Anderson Cooper sounded like after the shots. First one of the night. Yeah. I feel better already. Anderson made me promise not to complain. Sounds like an old woman having an orgasm. I don't know what that sounds like. And then like. her just goggling. Yeah, tequila. Tequila can go down pretty rough sometimes, so in his defense, but still, that's just... There's a montage. He's a gay man, too, and gay guys usually party pretty hard. That's, so it's pretty, oh yeah, that's a reckless, a reckless... Uh, <laughs> like a dying crow. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like he's being strangled almost. <laughs> like I feel bad for him. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's what happened on New Year's. Uh, what are your resolutions? Um, let's see. Oh, can I, I tell you one? One of mine is sure. to be a bigger dick on Twitter. Wait, what? <laughs> to get a bigger dick? <laughs> mine is to be a bigger dick oh. on Twitter. Oh, oh well. Hmm. Yeah, it's not coming from a place of heart, yeah, you you need, or need, hatred, need, or malice. Followers for that. It's just I know, <laughs> I know. Uh, the fifty strong. <laughs> I appreciate everyone. Um, the my resolution. It's just gonna be in fun. Just good fun. Just being a dick. I really thought about it. Usually, think of resolutions. Oh, exercise more, eat healthier. Oh, I've already I already do that. Uh, potty hard. I love potting hard. Uh, Lots of sexual intercourse. Sign. Oh, <laughs> need that. <laughs> um, probably uh, find a solution for my uh, my hairline's been. A what little, is going on? Different. I saw that tweet. What's going on with the hairline, man? You a little uh, worried? <laughs> yeah, I'm a tiny bit. <laughs> oh no. Still worrying some. You get that from your mother's father. Yeah. So blame him. My uncle got a tra- hair transplant, so maybe I'll do. Maybe I'll do that. <laughs> like a Bosley. <laughs> no, I'm not actually quite sure. I just know. Yeah. Let's it. take all the hair from the back of your head and put it on top. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's that's, okay. that's my 2019 in a nutshell. Already. I'm. Un- I feel unfortunate, man. I'm. I'm sorry for that. Thank I you. don't have that problem as of right now. All right. Uh, we will be. Is your ta- dad bald at all? No, my dad's got a thick head of hair. He just Lucky. he'll grow it out and then he shaves it and then he just grows it out again. Wait, did your mom's dad have it? Yeah, he put Vaseline in his hair, but that was back in like the nineteen like forties or fifties or whenever that was. He didn't use gel; he put Vaseline in. I guess it moisturized his scalp and like fostered hair growth. So, a little tip there for you: start throwing some Vaseline up in that sucker there. Maybe I gotta switch shampoos, by the way, because my hair my head's been getting pretty flaky too. Like with this my hair has never been flaky. With this cold, I've, this is the first time I've noticed it, so I'm jumping on it early. Like I got the beanie on right now, so you can't tell. But I was at work I today. I Dove. I was using Dove Plus. It's got menthol in it though, so I wonder if that does anything to my scalp. I gotta start. I don't using use. I don't use. Play. Wait, do I use Dove? It's not. It's not Dove for men. It's just straight Dove. Right, we are five minutes into this, and we have gotten absolutely nowhere. Sorry. It's all good. It's all good. I just wanted to re- reel this back in. All right. Apologies if you were with us that entire time. You could send us recommendations for not only resolutions but shampoos, um, mainly for me, and then whatever can help Flan not lose his hair. As fast as the current rate. I was told by some guy on Twitter I should go to Tijuana and get it fixed for, oh, for $400. Okay. $400. All right. Well, if it's w- worth the risk of flying down th- or getting down there, you don't really have to fly down. 
I can get down there. Just a matter you of could probably get some boner pills, too, while you're uh, down there, too. Just kill two birds with one stone. Need that. Right there. You know, fuck this hairline, literally. Hmm. All right. Uh, so we are going to get things started with the word of the day. Word of the day. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Again, remember, we switched up from word of the day, like a legit word of the day at a dictionary.com to urbandictionary.com. <laughs> so we've really switched up here. It's uh, something to behold. Uh, today's word of the day is actually two. It's love tumor. An idiot idiomatic phrase referring to a newly found affection towards a person that could lead to true love. Oh, like Antonio Brown the Niners. She grew a love tumor just meeting him for the first time. That's not really, but <laughs> we'll talk about that in a little <laughs> bit here. Uh, yeah, so love tumor. I think, can you remember that one? You were, Easily. Since you were the one Easy. that lobbied for the easier words, I just want to make sure. Easy. That you're able love to tumor. Love tumor. An idiomatic phrase referring to a newly found affection towards a person that could lead to true love. So you you, actually, you know what it is, is you could have a love tumor for Antonio Brown. Is that you as a Niner fan, if you want to use that, you know, you have a possible love tumor. Got it. Like a, like a love chub. But, oh. but like tumor wise, not, you know. Okay, no let's day. get on to winners and losers. There are winners. I'm by winning. Winner, winner, ultimate winner. Wow, winning. And there are losers. Loser, 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 loser. Winners and losers for today. Well, today is January 2nd for us. For people listening to this, it's probably going to be January 3rd. But winners and losers. Uh, first up on the list. So did you hear this report that Boogie Cousins may be interested in staying with the Warriors? I put it on winners because that's good news for us Dubs fans. I heard it was it will it, there was like three situations. It was like if he does really really well, then he'd go somewhere and get a boatload of money. Mm-hmm. If he does poorly, and then that'd be like it can be like kind of the Warriors wouldn't really want him. But if he does like kind of like just like he's like right in the middle there, they wouldn't mind bringing him on to get more value so he can get better. Like sign him a one year contract kind of thing. I looked at it like this uh, when I read that he would consider staying with the Warriors. I went no shit, and then I just clicked out of the article. Oh. There's a couple there's a couple different phrases that I don't like, you know, and it's just like uh, that's one of the things that the media does where it's just, you know, like speculation is one of those terms that I hate, but we we talk about it, and we use it, we stoke the fire with it. Um and this is this is one of them, man. You know, like of course he would of course he would contemplate coming back to the Dubs, right? Like and the only thing that's so crazy about this is that uh he's going to be taking a huge pay cut. And this is just saying that like he'd be coming back. He's just thinking about the possibility of coming back, right? You're just thinking about what you're going to eat next, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you're going to do it. So it's just, when I hear this, I'm just like, this is not news, you know? Like, we got yeah. fake news, real news. This is just not news. But, um, I mean, it would be dope. <laughs> yeah. Then my Warriors fan thinks about mm-hmm. it, and I'm just like, yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> like, if we got Boogie and we have, well, maybe that's enough to keep KD around, uh, a healthy Boogie, or if KD leaves, then we've got Boogie and we got the room to attract maybe somebody like Anthony Davis, and we say, hey, look, we can recreate what you had in New Orleans, but we have Steph, who's a better shooter than Drew Holiday. We have Klay Thompson still, who's a better shooter than Etwan Moore. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Draymond Green, maybe a little bit better than uh, Nikolai Meritich or whatever his name was. So it's just it, it leads to fun stuff like that. But when I first read this article, I was like, no shit, I'm, I would contemplate that too. Yeah. I'm contemplating all my options all the time, every day. So that's first up on the winners list uh, is that Boogie is thinking about he, he has thought about thinking about staying with the Warriors. Uh, so that's good for good news for us Warrior fans. Uh, next up on the losers list, hockey fans, because Alexander Ovechkin will be sitting out of the All Star game. Why? Just passed down. 
Uh, not exactly sure. Probably. Oh no, I take that back. I do know why. Arrest. Oh. And because I thought of this joke earlier, is that because he spent so much time partying in the off season, he just needs to rest up and get it. It's not really much of a joke, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. He, uh, Ovi did a lot of partying in the off season here, and I can't imagine there was a whole lot of training going in. So probably things like stamina and endurance dropped a little <laughs> bit, and he's just getting a little bit older too. So uh, I'm sure that I, I believe that. Yeah, I'm sure that factors into it. Are you, still, are you gonna watch the uh, the NHL All Star game? No. Nope, not even the skills competition? Mm, probably not. Oh, okay. When is it? Uh, not exactly sure, but we can find Isn't that out. Like this weekend we are gonna after it, the NBA All-Star break? It's right around the same time, I think, because we're getting around that time of year where we're going to bring Luca and Kurt back on, and we're going to be talking lots of hockey. So, Love hockey. Hockey and basketball is going to drive the train here soon, uh, and, and the occasional football free agency news. Uh, but that's that's got its own... Its own thing going on. Um, and then, did you see that the Winter Classic happened on uh, New Year's Day? I did. Are you a fan? Are you a fan of the Winter Classic? Yes or no? Nah, I don't. I don't watch it. I think it's a cool idea. I don't watch it though. I think it's a cool idea that they're playing hockey outside, but also there's like logistical reasons. Like I don't think it works that well. Uh, this year's Winter Classic, the Chicago Blackhawks and the Boston Bruins uh, played at Notre Dame Stadium, and I'm trying to see. I did not. Who won this? Should not Gillette. The Bruins won four two. They did it in front of 78,000 people. So that's why it's impressive is because of how many people they got. But uh, yeah. They did it in, they did it in uh, L.A. one year, which is kind of weird. Yeah, they're going to do it in um, – oh, shit. I forget where they're doing it next year. They're doing it somewhere that you wouldn't think is, like, you know, like that great to do they, a Winter Classic. They're trying to do it at uh, either Levi's. Oh, they're doing it in Dallas. That's where they're doing it. Oh. AT&T sta- – yeah, AT&T Stadium. They're going to do the it. Dome? They're going to do it in Jerry's World. Yeah. They're doing That's it in kind Dallas. Of odd. Well, dude, you see how many, how many people you can fit in there for a hockey yeah, game, well, and then you got the giant ass screen on top. Well, I don't, I don't understand that point. Like the whole point of it is playing hockey outside where it was where it originated from. I know, and yeah, it doesn't really make sense, but you know, it's whatever. Um, I don't, I don't question that stuff. But yeah, so Ovechkin's gonna miss the All Star game. That sucks for hockey. Um, and then you are you are a fan of the Winter Classic. I'll put you down for a yes. Yeah. Because I could do without it. I just heard that the ice gets I'm a shitty. Fan, but I don't. Ice watch gets it. shitty by the end of the period. I watched like the first like one or two that they kind of busted out when we were younger, and then I just kind of stopped. But it's because the ice gets shitty towards the end of each period, like like shittier than it would in a regular hockey game. You yeah. know, because you got to account for all that stuff that's going on, um, in the environment, in the the surrounding setting. Uh, okay. Next up on the winners list. Christian Pulisic, and maybe Chelsea. I would say then, then too. Did you see that he is now? Well, I don't know how chamber. big of a deal this is. He was he was on the bench at Dortmund. He but wasn't starting. It's a big deal because he's American. He's probably the best American soccer player that we have right now. He's probably the best American soccer we've ever had. I wouldn't say ever had, but he's like he's hot shit. And he was sitting on the bench. He's only slow. Twenty, not even twenty-one yet. I know, twenty-year-old. That's crazy. Uh, what is? I don't know the conversion rate for euros. Seventy-eight million euros, isn't it? No, this one says 58, mil- 58 million, which I think is like 78 million us. Yeah, 78 million dollar American dollars to transfer. That's just to just have him get from one team to the other. That doesn't count that Chelsea has to pay him additional on mm-hmm. top of that. That's what Chelsea paid Dortmund. In but the yeah. grand scheme of things, I think, uh, I think P- it's a good move for them. PSG paid 225 for Neymar. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah all that for a glorified <laughs> flopper. Um, yeah, that was absolutely like that. That is nuts. Um, so there, there's. A, I thought that was kind of uh, worthy of uh, of making a list here. Sorry, I'm punching something in. Um, it's just because he's the best American soccer player that we have. You know, but like yeah. who else? Are we, who else are we talking about? We're not talking about Michael Bradley. You know, Tim Howard's coming gone. 
uh, Clint Dempsey's retired. Landon Donovan, done. Oh, bye. See ya. Goodbye. You know, it's just like with the only time we're ever talking about soccer in America, it seems like when we're talking about the MLS, and that's just old washed-up stars that we're getting. Yeah. So, um, all right. And then uh, you can hear that noise that I started the next thing. Uh, next up on the losers list, we have Darren Rovell. And Darren Rovell uh, decided to tweet out some stuff about the UFC and that most recent pay-per-view, and Dana White did not take too kindly to that. Uh, it took me a couple days to find the sound, but it goes something like this. I guess saying stupid things sometimes makes you stand out. Uh, what's his name tonight? It's that idiot's name that I can't stand. Darren Ravel tweets out, the fuck does Darren Ravel know about fighting, number one? <laughs> okay, let's, let's start with that. And he says uh, the UFC got destroyed tonight because Chris Cyborg lost and Amanda Nunez won and she's not marketable at all and fucking... <laughs> You know, it's just like, I, I, listen, I'm pretty resilient to this dumb shit, but oh my God. Anyway. Now, Dana White doesn't do a good job of, of like really putting forth the, the idea that he knows what he's talking about right there either. He just kind of goes on a rampage. Been on fire lately. Took some shots at uh, Oscar De La Hoya called him Oscar De La Cokehead. Oscar De La Weirdo. I brought that, that uh, sound bit up last episode, by the way. You brought the Dana White shit up? Oh, my bad, dude. I totally forgot. Yeah, idiot. Okay, <laughs> I guess I'll take it. Kidding. Well, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, then I completely forgot. So egg on my face. Mm-hmm. But um, you don't listen to me half the time. <laughs> anyway, so we'll cut even. All right, that's fair. I just think Dana White coming at some heat. He's he's taking shots at everybody. Dana White is a man that's prepared. He knows his numbers. He's been in this game for a while. He has taken the UFC from occasionally appearing on Spike TV to Fox to now ESPN, and those pay-per-views do very well even when they don't. It's because we say they don't do well when they do because we stack them up against other UFC pay-per-view events that have done very well. So, again, apologies. I'm sorry about that. I didn't realize (laughs) that egg on my face. Um, All right, next up on the list, we have – Bowl season has come to a close. I mean, we still have the national championship game. But, Flan, did you watch any of the bowl games that were going on here recently? Uh, I did. New Year's Day. What's some takeaways there? Uh, do not talk about the Fiesta Bowl because we will be talking about that soon. Do not talk about the Fiesta Bowl, please. Uh, but any of the other games, you are more than welcome to. Uh, Specifically, the Sugar Bowl. <laughs> Sugar Bowl is kind of funny how Georgia players tweet out at uh, the committee saying all oh, top four teams, huh? And oh, they get God. smacked by Texas. That was poetic justice right there. Like you couldn't have written that any better because they were getting they were getting smoked in the first half, and then they finally managed to come back and make it a game. Uh, Kentucky beat Penn State in the Citrus Bowl. Thought that was good. Um, and then another good one was the Rose Bowl game, even though Ohio State won, which is kind of like watching the bad guy win at the end well, of the movie. Which was stupid because if you bet on Ohio State winning the game with the f- minus five and a half spread, you lost because they couldn't keep it. So. Yeah, backdoor. Not even oh, well. Washington. Shit. I think Washington was a backdoor cover. So like good, yeah. for, good for them. But yes, uh, did you see the uh, Uga versus Bevo beef in the Sugar Bowl? That yes, was, that I was did. Bevo, I did. I did. Uh, yeah, the, the Texas mascot, Longhorn. The mascot beef. Yeah, coming that. after yeah. Uga, the Bulldog. So obviously Bevo would win. Some that foreshadowing fight, right there. Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, I know that happened an hour before the game. Yeah, like that's so. I mean, why would you put both? Actually, I know why they did it. They did it for TV, so I won't comment on that. But it's like get your shot and then get the dog away from the from the bull. I, you know, <laughs> either w- either way, either one of them is gonna scare the other one. So it's like, and that's a big ass bull. You ever? It makes me think of dumb mascots in college football that they have that are on the sidelines roaming around. Like the uh, the Florida State Seminoles have the horse on the sideline, yeah. you know. 
Uh, who else? The Colorado. Just a huge dump. The Buffalo. Yeah, and horses poop every 30 yeah. seconds. Uh, and then the Buffalo with Colorado, and they go full sprinting down the field with that six guys. Could you imagine getting yeah. dropped by the Buffalo, and you got to either catch up or you're getting dragged? That Bro. sucks. Oh, I'm trying to think of other ones. Uh, the Air Force Falcon. I feel like that one's not really disciplined. You could you could get tripped by a Falcon. That's not good. Huh. That sounds dangerous. But yeah, live mascots. Not always the best idea. LSU's Tiger sedated. Uh, what, uh, Mike the Tiger. I, I heard they put they dope him up. Yeah, hold that tiger. So they really have a real tiger. Yeah, they put it outside the opposing uh, locker room. So when you come out, the first thing you see is just Mike the Tiger just staring you. But it's a dope. No it's a, way. It's it's not a it's not like a tiger that's gonna reach through the cage and try and claw at you or whatever you know. Like uh, how people might have it in their heads, like an old timey circusy thing. It's 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 a it's a tiger. It's a little high, <sighs> little high. Just meant there to sit there and just stare and and stalk and and kind of intimidate the opposing team. What you don't believe me? You're looking it up. Yeah, I'm looking at it. I don't okay. have a real tiger there. All right, then don't believe me, but they do. All right. Uh, so while you look for that, I'm going to introduce this. Next up on the losers list, I'm putting UCF. UCF's 25-game winning streak that everybody blew up is officially over because they lost to LSU, and they held they, they could not hold that tiger. Um, so it, UCF's most uh, biggest win was against Auburn, a three-loss Auburn last year in a bowl game on a neutral site. Um, I got into a couple arguments on Twitter with this. This is kind of what inspired me to, to kind of carry out this resolution to be a bigger dick on Twitter. Just all in, all in the name of just good Why, fun. Did somebody just call you out or something? They came at me with some crooked ass fact. Well, actually, no. I saw this UCF stuff. It just got triggered. Triggered. Um, but yeah, it was somebody saying like how you, they, they have to, you have to allow them. You can't, you have to credit them and their win streak and whatnot. And I'm like, yeah, it's tough to win 25 games in a row. But you know, when you play against like a Memphis, a USF, a Tulsa, you know, no disrespect to those schools, but you know, they're not on the same level as UCF and UCF's trying to act like they're one of the big boys. It's like, but you're playing a bunch of little cousins, you know, like you're not one of the big kids. So, um, it was interesting. They and and you know what's funny is they're doing this and and it ended. I ended up going on a rant about it. But LSU had six starters sitting out, right? And then uh, I I believe they had two more that they benched at halftime or something like that. It, something ridiculous. They had a bunch of starters sitting out. UCF was without starting quarterback. It's just maybe the game would have been a little bit closer, but who knows? You know, like if if Mackenzie Milton was in there. But for the most part, like they were outmatched. They kind of started to come back towards the end. I feel like LSU kind of gave up a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Um. So, like I said, 25 games in a row, kind of impressive, but your big wins were against an Auburn team, a three-loss Auburn team, and then, like, maybe Memphis and USF when they were ranked for the week that they were ranked, and then they lost to you, and then they got bumped out of the top 25. And they want to come to Florida, or they want to play Florida and act like they're playing the big boys, which is flattering because if Florida's the one that you're going to say is going to put you over the top, that's just flattering for Florida. Yeah. But they want they want to do two games they want to do a three-game series where it's one on, one at home, one on the road, one at home. And they want Florida to come to Orlando twice when in all reality it's like, no, no, no. You have to come to Florida. You have to come to Gainesville twice, and then they'll go to Orlando once. Mm-hmm. right? It's like it, you don't get to call the shots. You're still in the stage of proving yourself. So yeah. you have to go on the road at the big boys, play them, beat them at their home, and then next time around you have the bargaining chip. But right now you're still in prove-it mode. So I don't – if it just it just for me it just justified like you know shut up with the whole UCF should have been in the playoff hype you know it's like yeah. no no anybody with two eyes and and a non I mean even like a somewhat not sober mind frame could could see that UCF would have been thoroughly outclassed and outmatched we saw what happened to Oklahoma we saw Georgia get thrashed by Texas okay these are all these are all big boy schools 
like top two schools in their conference, and you're the top school in your conference, and that would have been a terrible representation for the American Football Conference. Like it was all right for what it did because you were going up against LSU, which is like I want to say like third tier in the SEC now. Well, not maybe not third tier, but like third best, third or fourth best team in the SEC this year. Mm-hmm. You have Alabama, Georgia, Florida, and then LSU. You know, so although LSU did beat Georgia, but Florida beat LSU, so it's just it's it's kind of weird to compare that with. Uh, with college football. But, yeah, that shit bothered me. I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, stop saying UCF's an elite program that deserves a chance. Like, they do not. They played They played really well for these past two years, and they finally came up against some real competition that put them back into place. Or yeah. in their place. So, all right. Next up on the losers list, uh, we will talk about your Antonio Brown fascination. <laughs> so, Antonio Brown recently did a bunch of stuff on the Twitter machine, or on social media, I should say. Um... I, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be completely honest. I don't know how to react to it. He unfollowed the Steelers and followed the 49ers. He responded to George Kittle's tweet at him with a star emoji, which I'm not – I don't have a degree in reading emojis, so I'm not even really sure what that's supposed to mean. Uh, apparently, he missed out on week 17 because he didn't practice at all. There's just a bunch of drama going on with this guy. And if the Niners want him, you know what? Go ahead and take a shot at him. I, I mean, I don't think the Steelers are going to get rid of him this year, but I would get rid of him for some draft picks if you want. I don't know. I, I told Mateo this earlier. I'm not – when we were exchanging on Twitter, I'm not a – I'm not Kevin Colbert. I'm not the GM of the Steelers, so I'm not the one to make these decisions. All I know is that you have a 30-year-old wide receiver who is being paid $22 million this year and or is going to be due $22 million this upcoming next year, and he's throwing temper tantrums, throwing footballs at people, saying he quit. Now, I'd love to hear his side of the story, but um, I only have the one side right now. But there is something interesting, and while I have your half attention right now, Flynn, did you find the Tiger thing? No, I just passed. Why? Okay, uh, you're gonna have to take my you're gonna have to take my word though on the whole tiger thing. I swear it's real, but uh, yeah. So this is Antonio Brown. Somebody on Reddit uh, uh, lined up all the headlines, all the off the field headlines that he made, and you tell me if a thirty what? Don't don't get me wrong. He's one of the great talents in the league, but him and OBJ, who was also talked about, it was tossed out there with the possibility that he could be getting traded to the Niners. I'd love mm-hmm. to hear what you have to say after I read this list, though. Um, it's just. Diva wide receivers, are they worth the hassle? This man is 30 years old. Act your age, all right? Come on. Look at that. Not your shoe size. Uh, Antonio Brown took to Instagram to publicly call out his girlfriend and the mother of his children for not taking care of her children from her previous relationship. Then he skipped most of OTAs after he saw Roethlisberger wasn't there, even though Big Ben had admitted he had a pre-planned family vacation during the optional practices. Brown slammed the media for the first day of mandatory minicamp appearing appearing to question why he plays, saying, am I playing football to make a lot of money, or am I playing football to take care of my family? Brown continued, saying the media puts pressure on him that he is unable to go to go out in public because of it. He then showed up in a helicopter to training camp, then disappeared for a week during training camp. Mike Tomlin claimed that he had been sent to Pittsburgh for medical tests, but Brown was filmed in a pool in Miami. Brown reportedly called a reporter racist after uh, the reporter tweeted out that uh, Brown was limping at training camp. He then called him a clown on Twitter. Uh, reportedly, Brown has apologized to said journalist. Brown showed up more than four hours late to an event at the Children's Hospital, offering no explanation as to why he was so late. Brown makes a joke in GQ article about cheating on his girlfriend and mother of children, saying, it's kind of hard to keep it in my pants. <laughs> Brown threatened to assault ESPN's undefeated reporter Jesse Washington, saying, wait till I see you, bro. We're going to see what your jaw like. Brown then issued a public apology and then went on a strange tirade in media in which he called himself an exceptionalism. Brown was spotted by CBS cameras hugging former Browns offensive coordinator Todd Haley during a game against Cleveland. During a game against Cleveland. He was then caught bragging about reaching 10,000 receiving yards to Haley on team Snapchat minutes after a 21-21 tie. 
Brown was seen yelling at his offensive coordinator, Randy Fitchner, and wide receivers coach Daryl Drake on the sideline. He then left the locker room before media could ask him about it versus the Chiefs. Uh, interesting to note, Todd Haley was the offensive coordinator beforehand, and then he got when then he went to Cleveland. Um, Brown failed to show up for Monday meetings after the Chiefs game. He then told media he was pissed off because we suck. Browns was or Brown was sued for trashing his Florida apartment that he claimed and then claimed he had eighty thousand dollars in cash and a gun stolen from him. He was also sued for tossing furniture from the 14th floor of his apartment building, nearly hitting and potentially killing a 22-month-year-old toddler. Uh, that report has since been refuted. There's, uh, there's not a whole bunch. Of, he, he's gonna get out of it. I don't even think they don't even know if it was him to begin with. He was just named. Um, and I'll, I'll come to his defense on that one because a lot of these are attacking his character. But it's just like, come on, bro, you're 30 years old, and this is all in one off season, all in one, uh, one off season. Actually, one off season, two season because it spans during the season. It's like, come on, you're not helping the little sideshow that was going on in Pittsburgh all year, and then. Uh, Brown was reported or citing for driving ex- in excess of 100 miles per hour on McKnight Road, which uh, over 55 miles per hour was posted on the speed limit. Brown reportedly told police he was late for a team meeting. Hmm. Brown repeatedly posted his personal accolades on social media after Steelers' loss, including a 31 or crucial 31-28 loss in New Orleans, so he was worried about his stats. Brown reportedly got into a disagreement with Roethlisberger in practice, throws a football at him, and leaves practice. Then reportedly skips the team's walkthrough the day before Bengals' game, shows up before the game, is told he won't play, and leaves at halftime. All of these incidents, some major, some minor, have occurred since the last offseason. Brown, who will turn 31 in July, is set to have a base salary of $12 million. in 2019, and he is signed through the 2021 season. He's going to get $8 million bonus, guaranteed bonus. Uh, So that's where the $20 million figure comes from. Now you tell me, do you want that on your team? And do you want OBJ? Would you take a shot at all that? Knowing the baggage that comes with a diva wide receiver, we saw OBJ go through all this shit last year, and he seems to clean up his act, but he was hurt this year, so he didn't really get to see him perform. But it seemed like OBJ got paid and matured, whereas... A.B. has been paid, and has since you've seen him decline, uh, Ryan Clark even said on ESPN, he said, I, I saw this back when they were going to pay this guy. I said, don't pay him. He's going to change. What are your thoughts? Um, I think, uh, I, mean, it, it, I mean, I think it just excites a lot of Niner fans when he has the the tweet out that emoji. Yeah, right? They like, how are you supposed to interpret the emoji? I mean, Niners haven't had a number one receiver since Owen, so I think when any n- big receiver just, like, kind of, flirts with the idea when it comes to the Niners. You get excited. You get excited. Uh, I think the realistic option, I think the Niners brass is very aware of it, is to go the OBJ route if he comes available. He's 26. He's four years younger. He's about to, he's in his prime years right now. Seems a little bit more mature. Aside um, from snorting coke and taking <laughs> boat picture, I mean, taking boat but, trips um, in Miami during the playoffs. I think that if he, and I think he's in an offense that would set, that he'd be like the Julio, like when Julio Jones was in his, with Shanahan's office in Atlanta. He had a monster yeah. year. He'd be the, he'd be like the Julio Jones of the Niners offense. Well, this is what's interesting, right? Is like as a Steeler fan, I sit back and I look at this and I'm like, okay, Juju, please do not turn out like this. Like this is a terrible example to upset to you. Like the hard work and ethic or the hard work ethic that AB has is second to none. It's just everything else that comes with it that's just like, oh my god. Yeah. But I was listening to Colin Cowherd earlier today, and he brought up a very good point. How many Super Bowls did Randy Moss, Terrell Owens win? You know, all these all these diva wide receivers. Calvin Johnson, like, unfortunately, well, no, actually, I take it back. Calvin Johnson was a diva. You want receivers like a Calvin Johnson, like a Julio Jones, like mm-hmm. a Larry Fitz. Yeah. Guys that show up, put the work in, are great, and just go home, mm-hmm. you know? And that's not to say that you can't have a personality. It's just don't be doing the shit that you're doing. Yeah. You know, the stuff that you're doing is getting you in trouble, and it's keeping you, in, you know, under fire. And it's, I don't get it. The only reason that the media attracts so much attention to you is because you're so good, and so you're so explosive on and off the field, and we just need you explosive on the field, and then 
you know, do do what other you've seen other athletes do. Get behind a cause, you know, start a charity, do something, you know, constructively do something with your with your downtime. You know, that will also save you money in the long term because you're not dropping it on expensive shit, you know, throwing couches outside of windows and whatnot or allegedly. But uh, yeah, so it'd be interesting to see where he ends up. I I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he's in black and gold again next year. uh, But. It seems like this whole reign of the killer bees is on its demise. Like yeah. Le'Veon, Le'Veon ain't coming back. I think we have one more year left of Big Ben and AB. Um, and you think that the two would love each other because AB puts up monster numbers whenever Ben's throwing the ball. And as soon as a backup comes in, it doesn't matter if it's garbage ass. Uh, uh, what was it, Landry Jones? If Josh Dobbs, Mason Rudolph, whoever. If Big Ben is throwing the ball to AB, AB explodes. It Juju Juju responds to everybody else. So, um, and then part of me is wondering: Is AB getting pissed off because Juju's getting so much love, and it used to be you? Yeah. You know, and that's just jealousy. So you got to shake that. All right. Last up on the winners list. Uh, so Mateo, who's usually on the show on Sundays, tweeted out something on Monday when uh, we were done, and he ranked the uh, job openings in the NFL, Flan. So I want you to pay attention to this, and I want you to see if you agree with his rankings okay. um, and why he did. Okay, so there's eight positions, or eight openings, and he starts, I'm going to start at seven and eight. Number seven and number eight, it's a tie between, the seven and eight is a tie between the Dolphins and Bucks. He says, bad ownership, quarterbacks over 30, and a draft pick outside the top 10. Do you agree that, that those are the two least attractive jobs on well he put down the bucks twice okay so six seven and eight is bucks dolphins bucks number six says hope you can turn around winston question mark and then seven and eight says dolphins and bucks bad ownership quarterbacks over 30 and a draft pick outside the top 10 flan are those is those two like the most unattractive job openings right now um i agree um like if you were a head coach would you want either one of those jobs yes or no or bucks or dolphins or neither Dolphins maybe just because it's Miami, <laughs> but Bucks. Tampa, I, Tampa's I, not nearly as nice a part. Well, of Florida. no, I, I mean, and then there, there's just more. There's more history of the Dolphins organization with Dan Marino and everything too. I mean, yeah. I, I think I think that I mean that would be the only reason why. But number five, he puts the Broncos because you get Von Miller and uh, what is it, Nick Chubb. Five is a little strange. I feel like you're dealing with a really weird. GM because John Elway didn't really give his last coach much to work with on offense. Can we say that John Elway is getting in the way of the Broncos organization? Like they haven't found a quarterback besides an aging Peyton Manning, maybe because he's trying to protect his own. I legacy? mean, he's the one that drafted that damn Memphis quarterback, right? Oh, uh, Paxton Lynch, yeah, struck out. And on Trevor Simeon too. We could go down the list. I mean, not that Case Keenum's bad. It's just he doesn't have the weapons that he had in Minnesota on offense in Denver. Denver's all predicated on their defense. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So Vaughn and Chubb are making that attractive at number five. Number four, the Cardinals, and he cites Josh Rosen, whom I like. Uh, and then, of course, you get the number one overall pick. Now, granted, there's more there, too, but those are the two, you know, little little perks. Uh, just put aside your Niner fandom for half a second mm-hmm. uh, because the Cardinals, I believe, both of their wins this year, their two out of their three wins this year came against the Niners, correct? Yes. That's embarrassing. Um <laughs> What did you notice from the Cardinals as far as strengths and weaknesses? Like, what would what would kind of attract you to that job? Um, I'm sorry. They just released. Oh, they just released, and I was distracted. What you're saying? Sorry. They released the Coachella lineup. They did. Okay. Um, we'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> uh, you know, hint, hint for the pop culture <laughs> update. So the Cardinals, you get Rosen and the first overall pick. The Niners lost to the Cardinals twice this year, right? So. If you're if you're potentially about to take this job for the Cardinals, what do you like about the team so far, and what do you not like about the team so far? 
Uh, Cardinals, they have a, their defense has always been there. I mean, not there, but it's, it's probably like a middle of the road defense. I mean, you don't, I don't think they need much to short up. They got Patrick Peterson. Uh, they have, uh, Chandler Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they just, they need to find a, they, their coach, they need to find a coach that wants to develop a quarter. They need to find a coach that's quarterback savvy. Cause right now all their money is going to be going into Rosen. If they, and then if that's what all their, well, no, I wouldn't say all of it's going into Rosen, but like the you draft a quarterback thirteenth overall in a draft. Most of your franchise is dedicated to that quarterback. Well, yes, they're gonna be. He's gonna be the center of your franchise. Obviously, they think he's gonna be a franchise quarterback. But you still have a good running game with David Johnson, and you have um, uh, besides Larry Fitz, I don't know who the wide receivers are. Oh, Christian Kirk, I take that back. The kid from A uh, and M. So there's some promise there. I mean, it's just saying that uh, Air, the Cardinals is an attractive spot. Uh, but yeah, do you agree with the fourth most attractive out of these seven openings that he's listed? Yeah, right around there. Uh, yeah, I'd say it's around there. Okay, number three, he has the New York Jets because of Sam Darnold, and they have the third overall pick, and then of course, and I really like Sam Darnold, the third overall pick, and then of course they have just a fuck ton of cap room, just so much cap room to 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 get the to to sign free agents. I heard Le'Veon Bell is very tempted to go to the Jets or the Bucks. Those are the two hot spots. Um, obviously, you're going to have to technically recruit him to get him to come there. But, uh, yeah, so the Jets, uh, number three, I like that. Mm-hmm. That's I feel like that's a very attractive job, too, especially with the – because you're constantly dealing with that dumpster over there the other end of New York in, yeah. uh, in Buffalo. They, they don't know what's going on there. And then you got the Dolphins who are just, you know, the like always, always a six to nine win team. That's uh, That's the max that they're allowed to win. And then you got the Patriots who could be on the decline. Like if you can manage to string together – Two two decent years in New York and get yourself that third year to where maybe all of a sudden the Patriots dynasty is done as we presume it will all be because yeah. I think Tom Brady will be like 46, 47 by then, um, or, or however how the however the hell old he is I don't I don't know, um, there, you know there's some promise there. All right, number two he lists the Green Bay Packers job and just cites Aaron Rodgers as the reason. So I feel like that's pretty self-explanatory. Like I'm as much as I don't. I don't care for Aaron Rodgers. I could see how he makes that job extremely attractive. He's at he number two. Yeah, just know. I just have. I mean, if, I think. I think if the fact that it's, it's Green Bay Packers. The history alone gets you there. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's how because that's how, his Niners. Num- ju- Niners are the same. I mean, you have you have you have literally have coaches that had that's their dream job. They they, they would they would yeah. drop they yes. would drop a, a situation that's good for a crap job with the Packers. I mean, it's not crap. But it's like. It's not the most ideal situation they're working with now, but just the fact that it's the Packers. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's people's dream job. I mean, I it's, get it. Like the same with the Niners. Like, like, like there's people that will drop their everything to go be a Niners. It's a pretty shaky defense. Sure, I'm sure it's the same thing with the Steelers. Not all, there's, there's, that's the teams that they grew up live, loving and everything. It's a shaky defense, and a lot of money's with Aaron Rodgers, and you don't know what kind of weapons you're going to have on offense. You're going to have to be creative. I think it's going to take an offensive mind. The problem there is, is that it's an offensive mind that has to get along with Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers has been known to go rogue in the huddle. Yeah. Like, hey, this is the play that was called, but we're going to run this instead. And and I guess it comes across like that, too. And then, of course, Mateo, uh, his list, the last most attractive job on the list, number one, is the Cleveland Browns because of Baker Mayfield and the roster. Like, it's a roster that is well-constructed. It's a, it's a loaded defense. The offense showed some promise. It just needs coaching, like, and execution, and it's just something that a different coach is going to bring. And I liked how they, how they rallied around Greg Williams, but I feel like they're maybe one or two pieces away, and they need to shake the stigma of the Browns going to Brown. But uh, I definitely think that is the most attractive 
head coaching destination right now in the NFL offseason, which would would be an asinine thought to think two years ago that anyone would be like, yes, you want the Browns job. It's amazing what a draft can do, right? Yeah. Draft in an offseason. So needless to say, we agree with we agree with Mateo's list. Number one, the Browns. Number two, the Packers. Number three, the Jets. Number four, Cardinals. Number five, Broncos. Number six, Bucks. And then seven and eight, he has Dolphins and Bucks again. So must really not like the Bucks, Bucks job opening. <laughs> All right, uh, that'll do it for winners and losers. Now it is time for Tim Brown's stat of the day. Tim Brown joining us once again. Tim, happy New Year. Uh, happy New Year to you. How are you all doing today? We're doing all right. Flan's a little upset because the Coachella lineup just got dropped, but we'll be addressing that later on in the show. And he's, yeah, he's upset. No, you're good. Say hi. Hi, Tim. Yeah, he's very broken up. Yes. Okay. Who's on it? No. I guess I'll I'll listen later. There you go. Uh, I'll listen tomorrow. (laughs) Thank you. That's what we're going for. Uh, Or today, for anybody that's listening tomorrow, that would be he's going to listen today. Oh, mind fuck. All right. um, Real quick, what's what's a Tim Brown resolution? Three, two, one, uh, Tim Brown resolution: Make enough money so my wife can work part time or, or quit her job. Oh, nice. goals! Hashtag goals. All right. Uh, hashtag. Uh, I hope it works out. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag <laughs> fingers crossed. Everybody. All right. Yes. Uh, Tim, what is your stat of the day? And then I have a question for you after the stat. But your stat of the day is. Um. Let me see if I can't find it real fast. I had it and then I lost it. Oh, that's not good. All right, I found it. Filibustering. Here we go. Stat of the day. All right, Greg Maddox faced 20,421 batters during his career, and only 310 of them saw a 3-0 count. You've already said this Of one. those 310, 177 were on intentional walks. You're recycling facts, sir. I'm recycling facts? I already said that one? Yeah, you did. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's okay. I told you, dude. I'm, I'm so confused today. Yes, to the listeners, Tim thought this was a Monday because the holiday has thrown him off. We have forgiven him for recycling facts because that's good for the environment. All right, did I already tell you guys the Jamie Moyer one? I don't believe so. Okay, so when Jamie Moyer retired, at the time of his retirement, he had faced 8.9% of all MLB players. Yeah, we heard this one too. Damn it, Tim! Wow, dude. (laughs) Oh, no! Oh, it's okay. I just suck at this game today. It's okay. Do you have uh, one more, or are we just going to throw in the towel? There's, it's, it's okay. All right. The most rushing yards by a quarterback in a three-game span during the Super Bowl era. Oh, okay. Let's hit it, hit, it, hit it with us. All right. Hit us with it. That's what I was trying to say. Hit us with the fact, please. All right. The most rushing yards by a quarterback in a three-game span during the Super Bowl era. The previous record holder was Michael Vick with 294 yards, and it was surpassed. Any guesses on who it was? I know who this is, Flynn. You take a guess. Who just who who surpassed Michael Vick's quarterback rushing or rushing? Josh Allen? Okay, Tim, is that correct? Josh Allen is. The oh, oh yeah, baby! Oh my goodness! All right, Flan, the football fanatic over there. Yeah. So who knew that a white kid out of Wyoming? I don't know why I brought race into it. I take that's that's unfortunate. I'm sorry I did that. But yeah, Jeez, Josh. Jeff. Who knew somebody so tall like Josh Allen would be able to surpass a record from a a very quick who Michael knew? Vick like that? Who knew? It must be the leg stride and being able to fall forward. Kick, save, and abuse. Yes. No, that was true. Like, he, this kid gallops. And and then uh, there's something about Josh Allen where he's almost like, uh, whereas Big Ben is very hard to bring down, Josh Allen just always falls forward. He's like a running back in that sense. <laughs> very, it's good for him. Yeah. I'm proud of him. All right. Uh, thank you for that fact. Third time's a charm. So I know. I now we. 
now, twice. Now, you're all good. Now we know we need th- now we need new facts for moving forward. Okay. New facts. Uh, new facts. This this we want some input on because the Bryce Harper saga is going to be an a whole ordeal this offseason and because major league baseball the offseason just like it it doesn't really technically have a start or a stop date it just kind of exists and keeps going we're going to have to hear about this shit so uh, it has come out today that the or it has come out recently that the Philadelphia Phillies and the Chicago White Sox are openly saying Bryce Harper you want a 10 year deal we will do a 10 year deal uh, I don't know if they're going to succumb to the 400 million price tag that he wants but they are willing to give him 10 years at a very, very large sum of money. Uh, does this surprise you, and is this a good move? Um, I'm not surprised. It, it The 10 years doesn't surprise me. I want to see what numbers they're throwing out there because if it's stupid $400 million money for him, I know he's regarded as one of the better hitters in baseball, but he just has only – I think he's only had one season of over 300 batting average, and it's just – I don't see him getting the $400 million price range. Um, both of those ballparks are hitter-friendly. It would be great for him to go there. They both have really good fan bases, but I, the 10-year, if I'm him and I'm getting a guaranteed 10-year, that's where I'm going because I don't know what I'm doing in my 34-, 35-year-old season. And this is what I think is so dumb about the baseball contracts, though, is that you are going to sign somebody on for a 10-year deal, and then I feel like you could get stuck with a Robinson Cano very easily, where yeah. it's like all of a sudden you have four years left on the deal, and you're just like, this guy is clearly not going to um, – It's they're, they're paying you based off of what you've done and not what you will do, which, I mean, I understand that's how contracts are usually go, but, yeah, you, you – especially in baseball. Like, look at the Angels with Pujols. You think they still wanted that contract? No. Nope. Look at the mess with Bobby Bonilla. I yeah. know oh, I that's, this up multiple that's, times. That's this ridiculous. Is like, this is the, like, here's your fact of why you do not do these guaranteed deals. Is it, you have a guy like Bobby Bonilla. I don't know if it's still going on or not. I it is. It is. It was, it was for 25 years. So it's a million dollars on a set. I forget the date, but yeah, for 25 years. Oh, I cannot wait for Bobby Bonilla Day. Good for him. I think it's Good already passed, him. but yeah, it's a it's a hell of a day. No, it's, it it was the first or the second. Oh, uh, no, it happens in December. It happens in the off season of the baseball. It like happens after the baseball season is over before right. spring training so, starts. So it hasn't happened yet this year. I believe. Well, no, not this year because it happened. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're being a dick. All right, I see what you're doing there. That's like the whole. Ever since the see you next year joke. See I, you next year. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. All right. Well, thank you, Tim. Thank you for that. Um, Thank you, guys. We will be checking in with you again on Sunday, where hopefully you have a fresh batch of facts. Maybe, well, just one, so you don't burn yourself out so quick. Well, yeah, we'll just, uh, just shoot me a text in the morning so I can actually remember to so look for that. remember, up. yes. Okay. Well, thank you. All right, Tim. <laughs> thank you, guys. Have I'm a good night. I'm hearing this tomorrow. Yeah, um, and then uh, good luck with your resolution, because I think we all want to be there, where we can take care of our special someone and show them well, how much we love them in a, in a, in a numerical figure. You know, the numerical figure is the best. It's like at first it starts with that ring, that rock. It shows you, hey, I love you this amount of dollars worth, and I want to get the government involved. And then the next stage is, hey, I'm going to get you this much money so it, it secures our, our secures our future together. Well, I mean, it went rock, house, dogs, so now it's the money thing for uh, us. Money, so. and then it might be chitlins. We might be seeing little browns running around. <laughs> Can we call them little better. turds if that's the case because they'd be yeah. little browns? <laughs> I will let them call. I'll let you call them little turds. Yes, fantastic. All right, <laughs> just, and then just you. Don't forget your twenty dollars for the CSR league fees. Thank you. Okay, whenever you come up here and get it from me. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, Tim. Have a good night. See All right, guys. Time. Have a good one.
All right, that was Tim Brown with Tim Brown's stat of the day. Now it is Wednesday, so it is time for. I said I, I texted out this and I to the guys and I said this is gonna be the last one, but I lied. We're gonna do one more next week. This is the second to last Lytle's locks. Put up or shut up. It's time for Lytle's locks. Wild card weekend, and if you have the cojones that we do, you're still betting this far, this deep into the season. Uh, uh, the only reason I say that is because in the postseason, really, as cliche as it sounds, anything can happen, and I mean anything. So these spreads really don't mean anything. I kind of hinted at the guys that we should go with over-unders this week, and I don't think it was really it caught on. So I gave everybody the option. I get The four wild card games are going on. We have the spreads, but I also gave the option of picking the over-under in that as well so again john texting his picks because he's not with us right now he is being a responsible family man spending time with his his uh his wife um and then bill is celebrating a birthday right now so he did not text in his picks he's been celebrating the birthday all day he did not text me in his picks he will get them later he has until saturday to get them in so flan that just leaves you and me to break these things down all right break down baby okay the first game that I have is the Philadelphia Eagles traveling to the Chicago Bears, where the Chicago Bears are are giving five points at home. The over-under on this is 41. Now, John took Philly plus five. He thinks that the Eagles are catching fire and that they're just going to beat the Bears. Do you want to go over-under, or do you want to pick a team in the spread? Uh, spread. Okay, so who are you taking? Uh, I'm going to take the Bears. You're going to take Chicago minus five. You think they cover by at least a touchdown? Um, I think this is one of those games where, like, uh, what was the uh, one a few years ago? It was, oh, it was last year's. It was with the uh, Falcon. No, Falcons. There's a year, one of these years when a team was just was in, made it far to the Super Bowl, to the Super Bowl, made it far in the playoffs, and they came in the next year hot. And they just lost the first game. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's gonna happen this game with the uh, Eagles. I think that the defense is gonna stifle Foles. Oh, good word. Um, I too agree with that to a degree. So I will say this: there's something about the Eagles when they play with Nick Foles that there's just it's magic, man. Like I don't understand. And we talked, we broke this down in the last episode. It's like Nick Foles is able to galvanize that offense, or he's just able to open up something in the playbook that Carson Wentz is not, mm-hmm. or Nick Foles sees something. It's like I'm not saying that Carson Wentz isn't talented, but Nick Foles maybe with that added experience and he's finally in a scheme that fits him, the Eagles should really think about keeping Nick Foles is all I'm saying. And if he wins this game, this is just further proof. But um, I do believe in the simple formula of running and defense, which is why a Ravens run has me so fucking worried. But um, I do I do like Chicago's defense, and I feel like they're um, – they they have an, they can manage it on offense to to make sure that they they score and then the defense will keep the other team off the board you know uh, I, w- I was very tempted to take the under in that game I just don't think it's going to be a very high scoring game forty yeah. one's kind of high but uh, I'll take the I'll go with the the spread so next game is going to be the Chargers traveling to the ball or to Baltimore to take on the Ravens where Baltimore is favored by two points over under is forty one and a half points John has taken the Chargers plus two you going spread or Totally. I'm going to spread for all these. You're going to go spread for all of them. Okay. I'm going to go with um, Chargers. I, go, I, I picked Chargers to go to the Super Bowl, so I'm Chargers. Chargers okay. guy. All right. Chargers plus two. I, too, agree with that, but 
I think that spread is too close, so I'm going to go over-under on this game, and I'm okay. going to say it's going to be over 41.5 points. Ooh. So um, I think, and you know why, is because I think the Chargers are going to score fast. So where the Ravens are going to be chewing up time and, and staying on the field and matriculating the ball down the field, the Ravens will get 28 points. Now I think the Chargers will be able to get, or the, the Ravens will get 24 points. I think the Chargers can scratch across 21 themselves, right? And that'll cover. Uh, this this prediction that'll go over, so I'll take that there, and then uh, the next game we have is the Seattle Seahawks traveling to the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas is fi- is giving one point, um, so you're betting the spread. The over under is 43. Are you gonna take Dallas or Seattle? Uh, I'm gonna take Seattle. This is essentially a pickup game or pickup game. Seattle. Okay, so Seattle plus one, and I am going to take the under. Because I don't, it's not that I don't think that these offenses aren't explosive. It's just these are both teams that like to run the football a lot. So that means clock's going to be rolling off of that game, game time real fast. As long as there's no penalties, this game will be real fast with the amount of running of the football that they're going to do. So I think it'll be under 43 points. All right, next up on the list, we have Indianapolis traveling to Houston. Houston is favored by one at home. The overrunner is 48 and a half points. Flan. John took oh John took Seattle in the last game. I don't think I mentioned that. And then John took the under here, under forty eight and a half points. Um, so what do you think is going to happen spread wise, Indianapolis or Houston? Uh, we were talking about this one earlier off air. That like yes, this, could go, this could go either way. Either yes, sir. one's going to be a blowout. We don't know. I don't know who would win it though. Yeah. Um. Damn, I don't know. I'm gonna go with Houston. Okay. Uh, I've, I've, I've th- I thought they've been pretty good all year. You're gonna take Houston minus one. You know, with that, I'm gonna take Indianapolis plus one in this game, and that's you know. Okay, so there's our lo- there's our locks for the week. So uh, just a heads up, last week Billy went four and one, or last time we did this, Billy went four and one. I went three and two. Flan, you went two and three, and John went three and two. Uh, the totals, I'll, I'll I'll give them to you at the end of next week. So let's review. These playoff games, because I know you made your picks, but I want to get a further further analysis on why, okay? So we're going back to the Chicago-Philly game, and I really think that Nick Foles can galvanize this team uh, and make it a lot a lot closer than people are going to think. I just, it depends on which Mitchell Trubisky are we going to get, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like the Bears' defense is going to be there, and it's going to... Be there in the sense that it will keep them in the game, right? It's not they're not yeah. going to allow them to get their shit kicked in. the The Eagles will still be able to do stuff on offense. The Eagles' defense is kind of picking up steam, so I, that's going to be an interesting matchup there to see how Nick Foles squares up against Chicago's defense, and then how if Mitchell Trubisky can just not turn the ball over but still manage to get stuff going. He's going to have to be a little bit more than a game manager. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's got to be a playmaker, but he's got to be a little bit more than a game manager, right? Yeah. So I took Chicago in that game, so. I'm I'm gonna take the Bears again. Uh, do you agree with that? I agree. Yeah, you still agree with that? Okay, you haven't changed your mind. Never. Uh, okay, and then you're gonna take the Chargers in the next game, Seattle and Houston. So we just want to review these for you. Okay. And then in the next game we have the Chargers and the Ravens. I said earlier that I'm gonna take the over on this game at 41 and a half points. I like the Chargers' defense, but I also like their offense. I like Philip Rivers, and as long as Philip Rivers doesn't throw an interception, which uh, put it this way, Philip Rivers can throw one interception. Philip Rivers throws two interceptions, game's over. Okay, because Philip Rivers is good for three touchdowns and an interception. All right, uh, it's just a matter of if they're gonna be able to stop that running attack, which I feel like it's so simple. It's the same thing. 
It's the same thing that Jim Harbaugh was doing with Kaepernick in San Francisco that John Harbaugh is doing with Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see if that gets stopped. But I, too, I see a Chargers-Saints Super Bowl, man, so I'm kind of hoping that the Chargers get it done. I want to see Philip Rivers finally get to that stage where we can enjoy how he doesn't curse and has, yeah. you know, 1,800 kids. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm going to take the take the Chargers there, and that has absolutely nothing to do with my bias against <laughs> not liking the Ravens. <laughs> wink, wink. All right, next up we have Seattle and Dallas. And I, too, am going to take Seattle. Uh, I just don't trust this Dallas team, man. I think this is one of the weaker Dallas teams that's going to make the playoffs. They got hot at the right time, yes, but how much of that is scheduling, right? You got lucky and shut down a Drew Brees at home. Uh, your defense is good, but your quarterback is still a giant question mark. And if you run the ball really well, what happens if you fall behind against the Seattle Seahawks team, which has an equally good defense and runs the ball equally as well, you know? Then you're going to need Dak Prescott to make some plays. And, again, he falls under the Mitchell Trubisky umbrella where I don't know if he can make those yeah. plays. I know that he can make a couple. I don't know if he can string them back to back to back, like, you know, as much as I hate to admit it, like an Aaron Rodgers or like a Breezes can, you know. I don't hate to admit Breezes. I hate to admit Aaron Rodgers in that campaign. I'll, I'll compare the two of them because they're in the same, you know, uh, what do you want to say, realm, whereas Trubisky and who am I talking about? Dak Prescott are not nearly on the same level. As, as a Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers, or not at the same level to be debated about. And then, yes, we were saying about this earlier off-air, uh, Indianapolis at Houston. So, dude, I, I really don't see... They're hyping up both of these teams' defenses and how Indies is a is years ahead of where it was supposed to be. Both these teams have very easy schedules, okay? Mm-hmm. Houston started out 0-3, and then they went on this giant win streak, but they also finished 4-12 and last year, and the Colts weren't much better. So you get easy... You finish bad in the, in the league the year before, you get an easier schedule... Next time around, yeah. At least with the team, you know, the uh, two extra teams that you play, you play bottom of the barrel teams. Um, so I think that both of these, both of these teams are products of an easier schedule. Uh, with that being said, I think that whoever wins this game loses next week. I don't yeah, see this is a this isn't a game that has teams that could potentially win a Super Bowl. Whereas you look at like a like a Philly Chicago, whoever wins that game, I feel like has a very good chance of winning the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Whereas like a Chargers, Baltimore, you know, whoever wins that game is going to look like a Super Bowl favorite too coming out of there. Seattle, Dallas, I don't trust either one of those teams to win a Super Bowl. I don't trust either one of the Colts or the Texans to win a Super Bowl. I think they're good enough teams to make the playoffs and they can make some noise, but they will take an early exit. With that being said, I have to take the Colts because I think Andrew Luck is a better quarterback than Deshaun Watson. And the Colts defense... For even though it doesn't have the name, the name that you're that that a Texans defense does, they they're a very good unit, a solid defensive unit that is well put together. Uh, so I think Indianapolis will win. Okay, so we will check on those. We will be watching this weekend as now it's that time of year where we only have so many football games on. So it's like even if it's a blowout, I'll still watch all 60 minutes. I'll still it could be a 31 to three game. I will still watch mm-hmm. until the final because you just never know what happens in the playoffs. Yeah, you just never know. All right, uh, so that is it for Lytle's Locks. Uh, Billy, again, has until I mean Saturday morning to get those picks in. And Flan is jonesing over here, so let's get to this. It's a pop culture update. I'm going to let him vent about what's going on, but uh, first let's get the music going. Are you, are you stupid? It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I tell you, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter, but we're still going to talk about it. Why? Well, because it's in the news. And Flan, I hate to use your misfortune as content. No, no I don't. Um, but Because we're going to do it anyway. Uh, but shut you, up, shut up, shut up. Wow, okay. 
Are you fuck? Okay, so as hinted earlier, oh, oh my as hinted God. earlier, the Coachella lineup was dropped in the middle of us recording this show. So Flan's mood has com- has significantly tanked. If you were listening up until this point, all the way, which you should have been, you could tell we had him. In, we had him at winners and losers. Then right around stat of the day, he kind of declined. He was with us there for for Lytle's locks and kind of tuned out again when we broke down the playoffs again. And now he's back. So the roller coaster ride, Flan. You're upset about the Coachella lineup, so just go ahead. Just just talk your shit, man. Go ahead. Uh, hey, you paid four hundred dollars for a ticket. I already bought my tickets. Four hundred twenty bucks. Four twenty. Pro- I think I'm gonna probably sell it now for like six or seven hundred bucks. Oh, okay. Find somebody that really likes. Who are the headliners now? Uh, Childish Gambino, uh, Ariana Grande, and who the fuck? Did I uh, the Ariana Grande. Did she just get added? Tame Impala. Tame Impala. What happened to Justin Timberlake? He was supposed to be on. I guess, I guess she took her spot, and then Kanye. She took his spot. Damn. Kanye was supposed to be on it too, and then he didn't like the stage they they used, so he backed out. And oh like no! Came in. His Coachella dreams are falling apart before our eyes right now and ears, if you're listening. Um. Okay. So Tame and Paula, is that who we were just listening to right there? No. Oh, they have, they put in a group called Blackpink. Oh, and that's what and you're it's listening a Korean to. pop band. Oh, and okay. They don't speak English. But I bet you they make some wicked music. I don't. I don't count. Careful, careful, careful. No, I get what you're saying, but <laughs> you are you really listening to the lyrics anyway, or are you just going for the music to have bob your head? You know, you're gonna take a both. couple. You're gonna take. You kind of want both. It's like you're gonna have a little bit of a party going. You're gonna pregame a little bit so you can enjoy your enjoy your festival. And then, I mean, are you really coherent enough to like really take in? You know, who's to say that you don't have a religious experience listening to the K-pop on whatever party enhancers that you might be uh, enjoying? You know, liquor. I mean, you know, just different types of liquor, other stuff. Um, but yeah, so the Coachella lineup has been announced, and it is safe to say that you you're pretty upset. Yeah, I'm not too happy. Okay, all right. So have we? Uh, okay, we're gonna try and we're gonna continue on through here. Um, we mentioned Bird Box last time, last episode. Have you seen the movie yet? Uh, Flan. What? Have you seen Bird Box? I have Sandra Bullock. Saw, she bl- tw- saw the last twenty minutes. You lost, saw the last twenty minutes. Okay. So now there's a thing on the internet called the Bird Box Challenge, where people are putting blindfolds on and doing everyday mundane tasks, like trying to take out the trash with blindfolds on. And nobody's tried driving yet, which is good because that'd be stupid. Um, but yes, so they are urging. <laughs> Netflix is urging people to stop this Bird Box Challenge, and I just I can't believe it. I, we will literally, we as a people will literally take anything and use it to go viral. Just anything. Eventually, there's going to be a stab your mom challenge. And it could be just pricking her with a little, you know, like a toothpick or something. But it's still technically stabbing. And we will probably run with that. And unfortunately, I just threw that idea out into the universe, which means that I guarantee somebody else has too. So there's these challenges are just going to be taken to an extreme ass level. Um, and it's ridiculous. Because remember the uh, cinnamon challenge? When you had to swallow a spoonful of cinnamon? Yeah. You couldn't do that. It's physically impossible. Then we had the gallon of milk challenge where people would get about three quarters away. They start throwing up blood. You just, you, you drink milk and you'd throw up, you'd throw up, uh, what am I trying to say? Strawberry milk. Cause you'd be bleeding. Your stomach is <laughs> gross, you know? Uh, there's other challenges that are out there that are, you know, they're stupid. Some are fun. Some are fun. Like the ALS ice bucket challenge. As long as you made a donation after you poured the ice bucket on yourself. But then some of them are really stupid, you know? 
Uh, yeah. Planking was kind of fun. I thought that was kind of funny, but then that was right out. <laughs> planking. You remember planking? I do remember yeah. planking. Throwback. All right. Uh, next up, I just found this on Twitter while I was scrolling before the show, and I thought it was kind of dope and needed to be shared. So these people took a Siri. They they asked Siri an equation, and then this is just pens on a table with Siri, right? So listen to this. this is is pretty dope. I'm not gonna lie. What's one trillion to the tenth power? One trillion raised to the tenth power is one zero 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 zero. That's pretty good, man. And you know what? It sounds like this is sounded Asian. I'm not gonna, you know, what is Siri? What is one trillion to zero power? However they said it, you know. Um, I I could be careful myself. All I'm saying is that they did that with literally Siri, on you know, with the little glitch that they found with Siri. Pens and a tabletop man, and you know what I'm saying? Maybe K-pop is gonna be popping off like that. They do something crazy like that. You never know. You don't want to judge the book by its cover, man. They never, 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 never. Okay. Um. All right. And then last up on the pop culture, at least for what I have, it was recently tweeted out by the man himself, Kanye West, will be appearing on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. Flan, what are your thoughts on this? Do you um, listen? Do you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast? I watch his videos on YouTube. Oh, just the little segment clips. Yeah, it's pretty smart. Yeah, sometimes because the ones are like I don't three have and half, three and a half hours. Oh, a day so sometimes those take me a couple days. You know, you have to like put on the double speed in order to listen to the whole thing. I don't. Through. I'm not a fan of that. You know, if you put on our if you put on our podcast on double speed, let us know because then I'll start talking really slow so this sounds like it should. And then if you've got us on double speed and then you start to listen to me talk like this, and then could you imagine how fast I'd be talking if you had us on double speed right now? So I don't I don't understand that. I get it for people that listen to a lot of podcasts. Like you're talking to somebody who listens to about, you know, four and a half hours, five hours, yeah. a sports podcast a day. Uh, just because, you know, the different sh- stuff I miss while I'm while I'm living life and doing work, you know, and uh, there's certain heads that I like listening to their opinion and I agree with them. I disagree yeah. with them, but I like listening to them. And the Joe Rogan experience is just like one of those extra ones where it's random. I'll listen to it like in the morning when I'm getting ready for work or while I'm working out or, you know, when, when I'm done with the sports podcast for the day. Mm-hmm. So I see this going down as uh, I, one of two ways is that Joe Rogan is either going to only get 90 minutes with Kanye and it's going to be very very quick and they're just going to touch on a bunch of stuff and they're never going to and they're not going to dig deep on anything they're just going to dance around and touch on a bunch of different topics yeah, yeah, or yeah or it's going to be one of those three and a half hour, four hour long podcasts which I don't know if Kanye has the time to sit around and 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 dedicate to that but it'd be where Kanye would say some outlandish shit and Joe Rogan's just going to be like wait a minute wait a minute, wait wait what do, you, what do you mean when you say that, you know, visionary stream of consciousness? Like, yeah. what is that supposed to mean? Are you hallucinogenics? And, and you're going to watch the conversation take a, a wicked turn, wicked tan. Um, so, yeah, what are your expectations for this podcast? Which you should totally listen to after you listen to ours whenever that episode drops. But, uh, yeah, so Kanye West on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. Flynn, are you excited for this? Uh, yeah, I'm excited for it, totally. Yeah. Thank you for that analysis. All right. Um, well, anything else for the pop culture update, or are you still just just fuming? Okay, if anybody wants Flan's Coachella tickets, hit us up on the Twitter machine. Uh, I'm sure he'll be interested in in trying to get those off. It doesn't look like a man that's made up his mind if he's going to go or not yet. Flan, what's your Twitter account? I don't know. Brendan of SR5. That's what you you contact him for. Uh, you can follow me at JW underscore CSR. And I will. Uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna deal with this situation off air. All right, we're gonna see what's going on here. Uh, to the haters and losers, of which there are many. Go fuck yourself. Until next time. Oh, <laughs>
so melancholy. That's at the tip of the ice. That's at the tip of the ice. Fuck it, they wanna be nice. Fuck it, don't wanna be nice. I'm too smooth, you can't touch this like an edge of a knife. That's at the tip of the iceberg. That's at the tip of the ice. That's at the tip of the iceberg. That's at the tip of the ice. Fuck it, they wanna be friends. At me on snapping the gram. I got a tummy chunky feel, little homie. Get as close as you can. I'ma get off. Soon as homie come and clock in, I don't go. I get paid, I'm fully locked in, I'm the goal. I don't see no other option, build the more. Cause I'm about to rock my Crocs through the moves. Hey, coming in hot, throwing hell, nigga, you ready or not? Getting a slippery hickory duck and your bitch in my world. Cell phone, please don't crash and burn. Hey, to my best concern. Hey, she on sale for gold, I guess my ship somehow won't turn. Look where we headed, headed. My chick breaded, my deep fried game Popeyes. Got the key to my self esteem, guess that's why we done locked eyes. Open browser, my shit shell. Gas prices on one dog. I'm gone, so it's fuck y'all. She offline and it's one star. Offline and my DMs be buzzing on some slick shit. I'm in town, let's kick it. Her tits fake, she took lift. Uber everywhere, my shit like 20 freaking dollars. Please remind me, sink my vocals, princess at the tower. That's at the tip of the ice. 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 Fuck it, they wanna be nice. Fuck it, they wanna be nice. I'm too smooth, you can't touch this like an edge of a knife. That's at the tip of the iceberg. That's at the tip of the ice. That's at the tip of the iceberg. That's at the tip of the ice. Fuck it, they wanna be friends. At me on snapping the grin. I got a tummy chunky feel, little homie. Get as close as you can. I'ma get grimmies like a plastic couch. Y'all try shoot a grouch. Damn, I came up hydro. Why the try made me sprout? Ooh, I'ma go swerve on Berg. My sink threes on Bird. LX might fly coach. You can get popped like Spurs. I'm too tall, don't reach my nigga. That's cookie jar B force up. I'ma be next on deck. My code and you look. Stay off boat, you wait, bro. In booth like a tray show. We won't crash and die. Impossible if Captain Saber. That's the tip of the ice. That's at the tip of the ice. That's at the tip of the ice. That's at the tip of the ice. Fuck it, they wanna be nice. Fuck it, they wanna be nice. I'm too smooth, you can't touch this like an edge of a knife. That's at the tip of the iceberg. That's at the tip of the ice. That's at the tip of the iceberg. That's at the tip of the ice. Fuck it, they wanna be friends. At me on snapping the gram. I got a tummy chunky feel, little homie. Get as close as you can. I'ma get off.